Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker, coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. And with me, as usual, my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. For a value added extra, excellencepodcast.com has heaps of free resources for you to download. That is excellencepodcast.com. Our special guest today is Gail Smurden, coming all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Gail is a writer, speaker, and coach. Welcome, Gail. Hi there, Lindsay. Hi, Rael. How are you doing? Fabulous. It's great to have you here. Now, Gail, you talk a lot about doing one thing and doing it deep. Can you tell us what that's all about? Yeah, I do tend to bang on about that quite a bit, Lindsay. Um because I actually think it's sort of important. And it uh, it came to me out of a clarifying moment I had one day walking back to my desk um, in a role I was um, getting some instructions from my manager about uh, a new project that I needed to do. And I already had a lot of projects going on and I was just a bit confused because I wasn't sure how this really fitted into the strategy or you know, why it was such a priority now when we already had so many other things going on. And I was very, very um, overwhelmed and I just sort of stood in the middle of the office for a moment and I took a really deep breath and I went, can't we just do one thing? Um, Because it just seemed to be coming at us from everywhere. And I had to laugh because um, it occurred to me that in a building not more than a block away at that time, Uh, In a previous role, I'd also been walking around going, can't we just do one thing? But it was actually for exactly the opposite reason. It was because I was so frustrated that I couldn't get one of my projects up. There would always be something that would um, be in the way. Uh, A manager would need more time to think about it. We'd have to take it to another stakeholder. We weren't sure if it was the right time anymore. Someone new would come along. So it seemed to me that I was uh, saying exactly the same thing, whether I was working in an everything workplace where things were just coming at you from all angles or a nothing workplace where you were just very frustrated about not actually being able to implement and and have the sort of impact that you want to have. Okay, so doing one thing and and doing it deep. I mean, is that is that a in life or is that you know because one of your uh, your profile headlines on on LinkedIn says do one thing better every day. Yeah. So, so how do you relate the two to you know you said you had all these projects on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how does that relate to doing one thing better every day? Well, you can do one thing at lots of different levels. So um, the first book I wrote, which is called I Develop, How to um, Become a Conscious Learner, Take Charge of Your Professional Development. So that's all about um, you having some agency over how you develop yourself. Um, uh, my next book is actually one on teams and it looks at how to do one thing uh, and really focus your energy and attention on something that really matters um, in a team setting. And the current book, which is called Do One Thing and Do One Thing Deep, is um, about organisations and how we can just be more effective as an organisation when we all understand what our purpose is, what the direction is that we're having and know the part that we play in that. 
I'm thinking, Nagar, okay, wouldn't wouldn't this lead to career boredom if you just do one thing? Like, I I work with an architectural firm, and I uh, they they recruited a new woman recently, and she said I came from a large company, and all I did at that large company was blah, and it was one process, one part of a very large process, and she said. After a couple of years of just doing one thing, I became so bored I had to get out. One of the things I love about working at this company is I can do many different things. So are we, are we talking about that same concept or or what? Help me understand. Look, I have seen one thing go bad when, um, uh, when a, a manager in particular was... Uh, didn't really have the bandwidth to do more than one thing and would hold people up. So that was sort of in the no thing workspace. But I think uh, there's a little bit of responsibility for us to make our work interesting and to shape the role that we want to play in it. As sort of one of the things that I'm thinking when you're telling me that, because I'm very big on us having some agency over what it is that we're doing. Um, but my concept of one thing isn't everybody doing the same thing every day like robots um, you know, or automatons. It's not that. It's about really um, finding one thing that's going to help us to grow and develop and focus and understand our purpose in the organisation um, and not to stay stagnant but to actually, you know, grow in the work that we do. So one thing's not set in stone forever. Um, there can be sort of big overarching one things that the whole organisation wants to do and each person has a, a role to play in that, but they should be um, getting some growth and um, having a role in actually helping that um, sort of be, come to fruition um, using the best of themselves. So, so when you say directed an organisation, you, I guess, you know, a lot of people talk in, in this professional speaking industry of picking your lane, you know, choosing a lane and staying in that lane. Um, so, so you're, you know, so I guess where you're going with it is an organization needs to know what they're good at and do that better and better every day rather than trying to invent the latest, greatest widget. Yeah, yeah. So um, find the thing that your organisation needs right now and get very good at that. So one of the classic examples of that is um, uh, the British rowing crew and they had a lot of failures and they developed this mantra, will it make the boat go faster? So that was the thing that they focused on. If it's something that's going to make our boat go faster, that's what we're going to do. If it's not, we're going to give that to someone else to do or just let it go. Um, but in, in, in some organisations, I just see that they're trying to do way too many things and people don't know where they fit in. And I think we've seen a lot of change lately. There's been, you know, um, a lot of things getting thrown at people. And I think this is a huge opportunity for organisations to, to stop and say, this is what we're really doing. This is how you fit in and um, to reconnect people and re-engage people with the purpose of the organisation. You talk about going, uh, doing one thing and doing it deep. So when you talk about deep, what, what's that all about really? So when I think about deep, it's about overcoming the desire to do the next best, greatest um, fashionable thing and actually do something that matters, but in a way that's going to be sustainable. 
And I talk about four principles of DEEP. So when you're focusing your organisation on doing your one thing, the four things that you want to do to make it DEEP is you want to make sure that the thing that you're doing actually matters. So it's, it's going to make a difference. It's got a purpose. People are going to connect with it. The second thing is that you want to give people some time to get on board with whatever the one thing is that you're doing. So people, you know, come on board, change at different times. Not everyone's an early adopter. You need to give people time to see that it's safe to do this, that it actually does make a difference. Um, the third thing is to, you know, get your message out there and, and approach it in lots of different ways because people take information on in different ways. They learn in different ways. And if you can sort of come at it with a few different approaches, it will just make it richer and deeper. And the fourth aspect of DEEP is to engage people because we know when we're trying to make something work that if we engage people early and often um, and communicate um, a message sort of quite clearly um, and listen to what they have to say, then we're going to have a lot more success with embedding uh, whatever it is, the change um, that's going to come out of doing one thing deep. So they're the four principles of deep. One thing that matters, do it over time, do it in different ways and engage people. So, so this, I guess, the, the whole purpose and, and purpose is a passion of mine and like you involved in the whole space of culture and cultural change in organisations, um, does that mean that you want, you know, this alignment of purpose across the organisation and that's, I wouldn't say that's enough, but that maybe is probably the wrong description of it. You know, if, you, if you've got everyone and, and so, you know, Westpac Bank in Australia is a big sponsor of the surf life-saving helicopters and every employee identifies with that as a greater purpose of the bank. You know, what other examples are there that you can, can look at in corporate Australia or corporate world and, and, and identify where they've actually done this one thing well and deep? And interestingly, with Westpac, it's got nothing to do with what they really do day to day. Mm, yeah. Can I give you an example out of my book that's actually a fable um, yeah. just because it's sort of, um, I don't know, a bit fun. Um, one of the ways, one of the ways that I see this um, being applied, and this is sort of a, a compilation of tales from different organisations, is um, the engagement survey. So organisations do an engagement survey. Um, they put a lot of effort into getting the uh, people engaged and getting the data back and they'll give some reports out and then they'll go off and everyone has to come up with a couple of actions. And then next year when they're doing it again, you have to dig them out, find what your actions were and sort of, you know, retrofit something um, because, you know, you probably haven't paid a whole heap of attention to it. Um, I don't know if that's everybody's experience, but it's certainly a common one. And one of the examples um, that I wrote about in the book was if you were to take something as simple as an engagement survey and find one thing in there that you wanted to do better and spent a year doing little incremental, uh, different, engaging things around that, 
working with the organisation, then at the end of that, you'd not only have an improvement in whatever the one thing was, but you'd also have built um, sort of deeper connections amongst people um, because they're focused on one thing. There's the opportunity for, you know, connection and breaking down silos, deepening trust, just developing in a whole lot of different ways through the process of focusing on doing one thing. So what makes this critical for business right now? Why is it so important? I think that we've just been through a time where there's been a lot of uncertainty. Um, People are tired, they're exhausted, and we really need to do something to re-energise them. And I think having a purpose, making sure that we're um, focused on something that people can get behind So if they're in an everything organisation, if we can just collate things to say this is the most important thing and we want to focus on this, or if we're in an organisation where nothing is happening, then we just try and do one small thing um, so that everybody can focus on what it is um, that's going on. If people's attention is everywhere, if they're frustrated, the energy of the organisation is just going all over the place. But if you can focus that energy on one thing and make it meaningful to people, then it's like a laser. You can cut through anything with that. So I think that's what people need at the moment. They need a little bit of certainty. And if we can't have certainty, then a big dose of clarity around something that's going to matter to them. And that's just going to, I think, ease a lot of the pressure um, of needing to do every single thing in the world. So, so it's interesting that you say this one more thing. Um, there was the well-known rabbi out of New York, um, uh, Rabbi Schneerson, who ran this organization called Chabad Worldwide and very well-known, met with all the, the American presidents and has, has emissaries all around the world. He started a campaign probably 30 years ago where counterculturally, where a lot of people were wanting to become more religious, and they were trying to do everything all at once. And he turned around and said, no, that's not the way you do it. You just do one more good deed. As long as you can commit one more positive act, then you'll be on the right journey. And that was a major campaign worldwide. You know, I probably started when I was in my 20s, and, you know, he passed away 20 years ago. And it's, you know, it's still around, you know, 30 odd years later, um, this campaign of just doing one more thing. So it's amazing. But that brings me on to the question, how critical, so he was an amazing leader of that organization. How critical or what is the role of the leaders in, in, in communicating this and getting it across to their team? Yeah, yeah. I say there are probably three things you need to focus on. When you're doing what I call a one thing deep campaign, when you want to get a message out there around one thing and make some difference in the organisation, one of them is having that good, clear message. The other one is the engagement of the people that are going to be affected. But I think super critical is the role of the leader. And I think of them having a very strong sponsorship role with this. It's not a process that you can pass off to someone else. 
you have to have the leadership team involved and they need to go on a bit of journey a journey with this it's um it's sort of like going on a political campaign but in the best sense of that um you need to decide that you want to run for this you need to decide this is something you want to do and you you'll be all in and uh, the next part of the journey is uh, what I call the listening campaign. You know, everyone gets on their bus and they go out and they listen to the electorate. So just, you know, they need to know what's happening in the organisation and get the feel of what's going on. And working together, they do the next thing, which is really, really support the message that's being crafted. And then they have to walk it and talk it. And they have to be very, very committed to that. They have to stay on message. Um then, you know, just getting involved with finding how people are going with this, um, you know, and that can be uh, part of the, you know, the grip and grin of the uh, campaign, you know, getting out and making sure how's everyone going with this. So it is sort of a very hands-on thing. And then making sure that they're recognising people who are doing um, the one thing well and holding others to account who aren't, particularly in their leadership teams. Yeah, so rewarding and recognising and celebrating what's happened so that everyone can see, you know, that the journey has been one worth taking and, hey, let's do another thing. Okay, um, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to ask the last question. What's one thing our listeners can do to improve their workspace right now? For them, um, I think you need to create a sense of, purpose in what you do um, can you find one thing that brings you joy about your workplace if we're doing it at an individual level and, and just try and build on that because um, at the moment I think everyone's pretty super tired I think just find one little moment of joy one little moment of peace something that you love about what you do and try and build out from there one small thing every day. Gail, should our listeners want to get in touch with you, maybe get a hold of your book, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and, and where is your book? Where, where can we get that? Okay. So you can get the book off my website. Um, you can also get it off Amazon if you like. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. It's just Gail Smurton at um, just Google me, gailsmerton.com. You'll find my website and you can get in touch with me that way or you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Um, I hang about there as well. Um, yeah, pretty easy to find. Excellent. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Gail, for being a guest on the Business Excellence Podcast. Thanks to my co-host, Lindsay Adams. Now I only have one thing to do and that is to say <laughs> thank you to our listeners for listening to another episode of the Business Excellence Podcast and a reminder to pop along to excellencepodcast.com where you can download a number of free resources to help you on your journey to excellence in both life and in business.